Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin. Today is episode 30, and I'm joined by the one and only husband, Nick Sobel. Hi, uh, thanks for having me back. I'm a little surprised <laughs> that I got invited back, but it's, it's I'm honored. Well, we hinted at the end of our last episode, um, which was episode 20, that we would have you back on the 10s. Yeah, but I kind of thought that was just you being nice. Yeah, I mean, it might be. This might... This, this, we'll see for 40 if it really... Oh, yeah, is. I don't want this to feel like an obligation for you. Well, I don't want it to feel like an obligation for you. Well, thank you. Okay. It's very considerate. This is good. This is really mutual mutual awkwardness and, and consideration. It's a really warm way to start the episode. No, it's very nice to be back. Okay, well, I'm glad you're back. We decided today we're going to talk about introverts and extroverts. Well, you decided, and I'm happy to go with that. <laughs> okay, I decided today we're going to talk about introverts and extroverts. Yeah, yeah, that's a great topic. Okay, great. Do you want to out yourself as one or the other? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise, but oh, uh, if anybody who knows me, but mm-hmm. but no, I, I, I'm a, a, a definitive introvert. Definitive introvert. Yeah. Like textbook introvert. I think so. Okay. Uh, and I'm an extrovert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I am an extrovert. So as a married couple, I think it's interesting. Introverts and extroverts often attract each other. Lots of married couples are made up of one from both camps. Yeah. So we're not unique in that way. But I think being introverts and extroverts is something we've had to kind of navigate off and on in our 15 years of marriage. I think it's something like when we first started dating, we knew it, but we didn't know it that we didn't necessarily put the introvert extrovert label onto it i didn't know you were an introvert until we after we were married really okay fair enough no but it also wasn't really part of the like lexicon the cultural vocabulary of how we talked about people until that book quiet came out and i don't know when that book came out i should have looked it up before this episode but i'll do that now yeah because you read that book and then you really 2012 so we'd been married six years when that book came out right i don't think it really became like something that we actually like realized was well but it was an a li- issue <laughs> wow okay God. this might take a turn actually it's um, not an issue. wow but like is... i don't <laughs> no but they were always on like those personality tests right you you would always oh, be true. you would always were identified as an introvert or an extrovert oh, so it, that, yeah. that has been part of the uh the lexicon for a really long time it, it's been around for a long time I think we, it just, as we've gotten older, I know I've gotten older, the label or the, the what that means has become more, um, I don't know, interesting to, to, to figure out or to know myself better and then you better. More useful. Yes. So when did you figure out you were an introvert? I've always known. It's, it's, so it's not a surprise. Um, but I think a colleague of, of mine actually recommended that book. Was it Q, The Power of Quiet? I think that's what it's called. Oh, sure. By Susan Cain. And and another colleague who was also an introvert. We just like started talking one day. 
as much as introverts hate to do that. And uh, <laughs> she, she she recommended the book to me, so I, I've read, I read the book. That's and, not true. No, it's not true at all. But but it's a fun stereotype. Um, uh, and then I, I kind of read the book and realized, oh yeah, there's a lot of things do apply to me. I kind of understood myself a little bit better, as well as understood extroverts a little bit better too. And then of course that in our marriage helped me to understand you better. I read that book after you read it. It was a tough hang for me. Yeah, you didn't. You were not a fan. It does not make extroverts feel good about themselves. I, yeah, I guess. But I think the book also talks about like it, it's an extrovert world. And, yeah, and, and I yeah. Think... It sort of felt like I had been suppressing introverts just by being an extrovert. Yes, had created <laughs> had created <laughs> no. a world that was inhospitable. Yes. To, oh gosh. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. That's not totally true. But no, the book does an interesting job of talking about what the world is geared towards extroverts. That being out there and open around people yeah. all the time and like whether you're trying to, you know, make up your the career ladder or just socially mm-hmm. being an extrovert is how the world works best for you. That was poorly worded, but you know what I mean? That when you lean into being an introvert, you could jeopardize your success yeah 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 that it would essentially like give you a disadvantage yeah another uh, hurdle to overcome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know when i figured out i was an extrovert i think there were like a couple of like myers-briggs-esque quizzes that we did as part of student council maybe you know, the ENFJ, yeah, IN, yeah. Right. And then we actually did quite a lot. You're reminding me. I had totally forgotten. We did a marriage prep course before we got married, which is a whole other episode. But as part of that weekend, I think we did Myers-Briggs, like the full thing. It, it was some personality test. I think it was Myers-Briggs. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And that was that was not really, really when it sunk into me. The extrovert, and maybe this is because I have grown up in a world that has, like, made things easier for extroverts and harder for introverts, but it really did not clue into me at that time that your introversion would be a difference, not your introversion, you being introvert and me being an extrovert would be a difference that we would have to navigate as a couple. Sure. I was just like, oh yeah, okay, great. But then you remember on that quiz, you were, I forget what your exact personality test was. ENFJ, yeah. That... And I had, like, yeah. four or five that yeah. were, like, tied exactly. Yeah. yeah. You had four introverted qualities. <laughs> I think I had, qualities. like, I collected them all. Yeah. I had the full set. Yeah. And that was another thing that I learned about you, which is that you're, um, like, very even personality-wise. You don't really, except for introversion, you don't really lean too hard on, like, feeling or judgment or... I can't remember even the what the letters stand for at this point, but it's like you're really you're really even tempered. You're a Libra. You're yeah. Hor- if, your you, if, if you a- if you buy into that, I'm I'm a pretty textbook Libra. If you yeah, buy into that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it also shows up in other personality t- in other personality tests. Okay, my next question is: What's great about being an introvert? And then I'll talk about what's great about being extrovert. Obviously, the world is built for me to thrive and survive. So. Too bad for you. <laughs> what's gr- nuts to introverts? Oh, what's great about being an introvert? I guess being able to be totally comfortable alone. I'm only speaking from my own exper- experiences, right? That, 100%. That's it. So I guess being, I guess being a hundred percent comfortable being being on your own. Um, yeah, that's real great in our marriage episode to just be 
the best thing well, is that when you I, I die, can, well, I'll be fine. Well, my list of things that are like bad about being an introvert, I think, is much, much longer. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll tell you. Okay. I wish I was an extrovert. So that's one of my questions, is do you wish you were an extrovert? Yes. Why? Because I think, I think, in my opinion, grass is always greener, that being an extrovert is easier. It's easier in the in the world at large to be an extrovert, to be to want and to be uh, feel uh, recharged by hanging out with other people, interacting with other people. Yeah. Because that we we have to do that all the time, anyways. It seems to me like it would be a lot easier to do that and feel recharged, right? Than to feel drained by doing all of that. Because the world doesn't really like encourage complete solitude all the time unless you want to like live a monastic life in like 12th century france or something not the worst thing (laughs) the worst thing well (laughs) so being an introvert is hard because you got married and no no no. okay we have three kids and you're surrounded by people all the time surrounded by people all of the time yeah uh at work at school um and at home yeah um but to, maybe this is you're probably gonna ask this question later. But I think then being married to you, being mm-hmm. married to an extrovert, is one of the absolute best things for me. Because force it, functions, force functions. Yeah, yeah. Those things are like that's really good because you know as an introvert you have to kind of um, psych yourself up sometimes to go mm-hmm. to these social things. Now once you once I'm there, usually it's, I have a great time. It's all good. It feels great. It's not like you know those force functions feel bad whatsoever once I'm there but to get to some of those to right. get over that hump to get there um, I need you to help push me in those places now I think we we're not experts in introversion and extroversion no so we're not really going to give a definition for the purpose of this episode but I think that one thing we're missing out on is the way introverts recharge and the way extroverts recharge and introverts can recharge with one-on-one meaningful conversations yes. like you had with your colleague over one book. Yes. Um, a one-on-one conversation where you can find common ground and um, ask questions and get to like, you know. Those are great. Non-surface level conversations. Those are very fulfilling. Right. So it's not that introverts necessarily want to be hermits. No, that's, uh, that's true. Although it's appealing. But extroverts enjoy multi-sensorial interperson experiences they're recharged by that right yeah and i think that like for example your role as a teacher you go to work you spend time with groups of people all the time it's it's unusual or not unusual it's like a small part of your day to have one-on-one time or conversations or correct yeah whereas in my job I do the same. I'm I'm interacting with groups of people all the time. It doesn't actually bother me. Um, but the word recharged, I kind of stick with that a little bit because I think I'm supposed to, it feels like I'm supposed to leave a meeting or leave an interaction with a group of people feeling better than I did when I started. And that's not always true because being with a group of people is entirely dependent on the emotional nature of that conversation. So if you head into a really charged meeting, I'm, as an extrovert, not going to feel refueled by a meeting that is, like, politically tough to talk about or there's sensitivities or there's multiple personalities to kind of navigate or bad behavior or, you know, it's like, it's not, 
it's not quite as cut and dry. The same way that, like, an introvert wouldn't be recharged by having a deep, emotionally upsetting one-on-one conversation with somebody. Right. So I think that that's kind of a qualifier. I think it feels like you throw an an extrovert into any group situation, they're going to leave feeling like that was the best thing ever. Right, right, which is certainly not true. No. It's funny that you say you wish you were an extrovert because you think it would be easier. I think it would be easier to be an introvert. Why? Because... That's crazy talk. It's... (laughs) Because I feel like um, being an extrovert, it requires a little more effort to have your bucket filled. Especially during the pandemic. So, like, Hmm. group... Group interactions, family parties, going to a neighborhood birthday party, all of that requires way more effort to get your bucket filled than to be at home and do some kind of solitary pursuit. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, that's, I mean, for me, silver linings, COVID-19, there's a lot less of that stuff. Yeah. And that's pretty cool to me. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. So I get that. And that that's interesting. So e- so in the pandemic, being an introvert may be a little bit easier than being an extrovert is what you're saying. In yeah, your case. But I have also seen there have been some things that were much harder for you than for me, namely like virtual hangouts. Yeah, those are... It's like almost not an option for you. No, the, the online stuff, the virtual stuff to me, I, I, I can't... Mm-hmm. I almost can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get... It's just... It's too difficult for me to connect with somebody. Yeah. That's and maybe that's a me thing. I have no idea that that has anything to do with an introvert at all. Uh, and listen, I've done the whole like online teaching thing, so like it, I've done a lot of these online meetings. Maybe that's part of it too, but but I do find them them really difficult. Draining socially, yeah, They're very very draining um, to just be staring at somebody who's staring back at you through a computer screen. Yeah, um, I find yeah very draining. But for you, on the other hand. It doesn't seem to bother you. Like, that was a way for you to try to at least get some kind of that that connection, some ways to interact with other people to, to recharge a little bit. Obviously, it's, totally. it's always a poor substitute. Yeah, I usually would leave a call feeling really good. But, again, the effort, the effort to get that taken care of, to get that need taken care of during the pandemic was just, like, really hard. Because it's not as though I have endless energy to go out and find those group interactions that are going to be like satisfying i'm often like you know really super tired or really like demotivated or you know even even to like you know hook up the microphone and chat or um you know get connected with a guest virtually for the show it still like requires effort it still like requires a little bit of like rev your engine and get some momentum before you're actually in the situation where you're having that interaction with somebody. Would you say that you are as much of an extrovert that you were, for example, like when we got married? Mm. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably the same level. I think so. I think that I've been able to own it in new ways. And, uh, I used to see being an extrovert as something that made introverts uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Sure. Because it's like, well, the an introvert's worst nightmare is engaging with somebody who's like... Well, because I think extroverts get painted with this brush of being like over the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what are you saying? No, nothing, nothing. No, sorry, <laughs> that just came out. Yeah, and so I feel like... When I interact with somebody, if I don't know if they're not, not currently, but you know, it sort of felt like it had to be something that you kind of 
played down or like, you know, and, and women do this too, is women are sort of like, don't take up too much space, don't be too loud and excited, you know, be, you know, be just the right amount of, of engaged, but not, you know, don't raise your hand too much, like all of that stuff. Like I used to really downplay a lot of that stuff in my teens and even my early 20s was sort of like, don't take up the spotlight, you know, don't, don't be too enthusiastic, play your cards right type of vibe. But I don't know how much of that is just about, like, managing expectations put on women or being an extrovert. It's probably a little bit of both. Hmm. But certainly, like, no one wants to think, and I didn't and I didn't want to think this about you, was like, well, if spending time with you feels, energizes me, but spending time with me exhausts you, then oh, that? that's like... <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's... But that's kind of the, like, the cliche. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I would want to say on the record to all of your <laughs> listeners, spending time with you does not exhaust me. It does, in fact, recharge my batteries. Okay, well, that's, for the record. that's great. That's good. Thank you for saying that. I was going to ask what's really hard about being an introvert now, like at the, in the present time. Because I'm sure there were times when it was harder to be an introvert or whatever. But like currently, how much do you navigate being an introvert? I mean, I, I, you're navigating it all the time. I think, I think having three three young kids, mm-hmm. I think, makes it much much more difficult as bedtimes get later, as there's more and more needs as they get older and older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be harder and harder to carve out that space, and sometimes for for myself, so, you know, you find it here and there. It's not, it's not a terrible situation by any stretch, but I think that that's probably one of the things, you know, just three kids at home. By the end of the day, you could be pretty spent, like, depending on, mm-hmm. you know, what happened at school. I mean, this is for anybody, right? You're just tired. you got kids. Like, kids are exhausting. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's I don't know if that's so much of, a, of an introvert thing. More so as just, you know. You're a tired dad. <laughs> I'm a tired dad. Like, that's, that's, doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Um, yeah. I think we're both talking about, we're, like, because I think what's hard about being an extrovert right now is about meaningful group interactions that aren't like laden with the stress and distress of the pandemic on top of them meaning like there's only so many you know so many people you should be seeing and maybe you shouldn't be seeing people at all and are we are you in a bubble or do you know if if people have been sick recently or are vaccinated or you know like getting together with groups in person is just like it feels impossible but the same thing for you is, like, it feels impossible to find quality time on your own because you're the, you know, you're the dad of young kids. We have both, we both have busy jobs. You know, you're, if you're not at work, you're at home and there's not enough time to carve out meaningful, like, time on your own. Because you probably, we could, like, we could both find ways to have slivers of time where, I'm interacting with people and getting energized by that. And sometimes the podcast and Instagram are a huge part of that for me. It's like a proxy. But, you know, I think the time that we used to have before we had kids, you had tons of time alone. I, I, I don't know what that must have felt like. You forget. Like, what a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you don't you don't know until, it think, until yeah. things change. I remember when I was doing grad school, I would go and do these, like, small seminars with, like, ten people and have, like, really amazing conversations about, like, 
you know, deep theoretical topics in like nursing and whatever and leave those classes just feeling amazing. And then there were times I was like, I would work shift work and you would just be on your own. Yeah, thank you, Xbox 360. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was great, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was, I think, a big like point of contention for us when we were early married. How much time I wanted to spend with you and how much... And how hard it was for me to respect that you needed to be alone sometimes. And not to take that personally. Yeah. I, that, it really would, like, deeply hurt my feelings. Yeah. That was which must have not been helpful. Well, no. I think that added a lot of stress. And I didn't know how to articulate things in the same way either, right? This is kind of what we're talking about is mm-hmm. using some of the like the vocabulary now. Because, yeah, it's, it's, you know, times if I feel that I need to be alone, of course, it's not personal whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do... I guess that's the hard thing is nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's just about like needing that space to recharge so I can come back into the relationship being much more present. I was going to ask about, you know, what is what is good about being married to an extrovert, but you kind of touched on that a little bit. For me, what's really good about being married to an introvert is that exactly what you just said, which is that like asking for and putting boundaries around needing time for yourself has nothing to do with you or the kids or you know and that like sort of made more of a permission slip I think between the two of us to kind of ask for that time or take or take that time and then you know trust that the other one will compensate for whatever's needed when I kind of like carve out time on my own it might be you know, usually to work on the podcast or to pre-pandemic, I would just like take off and hang out with my friends or hang out with my sisters and my mom and we would balance that. And then, you know, when you need time on your own, it's going to look like going to the cottage by yourself or I recognize that it's something that you need that's irrespective of me. Like it's not, it doesn't, it's not as though... I could, I could do anything that would replace that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's not, it's not like you need it because I haven't like lived up to some expectation or I haven't met certain needs as your wife. Absolutely. It's totally regardless of like, you know, I could be the best wife ever and I am. You are done. And you would still. (laughs) Mission accomplished. You would still need like time without me. Yes. Without anyone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's true. And again, you as an expert continue to like push me and to get out of that comfort zone and sort of like get over some of those mental roadblocks about knowing going to like some sort of, you know, a social gathering of some sort is, is I know when I get there, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. I am going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But to get to that phase, there could be a lot of, I can feel there's a lot of reluctance on my behalf. And so you can help continuously push me to get through some of those things and just sort of like look at the world around in a slightly different way as an extrovert mm. versus how I see the, the world or, mm-hmm. or, or what, how I need the world to be to, mm-hmm. to recharge at times. Mm-hmm. I found a few articles that talk about being married to an introvert or married to an extrovert. Here is tips for extroverts. Like tips for extroverts married to introverts? Correct. So this is for you. This is, this is for me. Okay, great. I'll make a statement and you can say if you feel like you agree or disagree with this post. Okay. Okay. So. I'm ready. 
this article says there are lots of benefits to being married to an introvert. Many. I, I would agree. Many. Oh, this is interesting. The first thing they say is they are very private and confidential. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent me. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we've talked. I mean, to- you're on the podcast, but. This, yeah, but this, I know sharing like this. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've had the conversation before. I'm on social media, mm-hmm. but I'm not on social media. Yeah. I lurk like almost exclusively. Yeah. That's it. It's true. Sharing private info. Do you even follow people? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. If they're talking about fantasy baseball. <laughs> or Pokemon cards. Or Pokemon cards, then you gotta follow. <laughs> Instant follow. Oh, very good. Okay, this also says, introverts are usually pretty good at listening. I'd like to think yes. I would think, I would say you are, but as, but as an extrovert, I worry that, yeah, listening and time, and like time together, I still feel like I could tap you out. I could, I could talk longer than you could listen. (laughs) That might might be true. In the theory yeah we've never <laughs> be possibly true we've never tested it never you've never told me to to can it no 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 i have not that's true <laughs> that's, that's a that's a marriage tip okay this is this don't is tell your wife to this can is it. yeah don't oh yeah not. hot tips from medium lady and handsome face don't tell your wife to can it yeah tip number or one or husband or or yeah partner okay here's another thing Introverts are are um, may not share how they're feeling until they've had time to process. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You may need to specifically ask how they're feeling and what they're thinking. Hundred percent, because but that kind of goes with the feeling the private. Yeah, being, like, oh. being private, you're like, no, I'm oh. not gonna just like go out in there and share this. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's a fine line because sometimes if you need time to process how you're feeling, but I ask you at the wrong time. I don't get any information. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. And again, that goes... I just want to say, like, that because... That's not because I'm trying to hide something oh, from no. you. Right. Or, you know, n- being reluctant to talk with you. It's just, I, I need more time to process. That was a huge issue <clears throat> early in our marriage. I did not compute that. I did not understand that when you would not process something or share emotionally how it was for you, even though you had been a really good listener to me and I had unloaded on you. Mm-hmm. That you would have what felt like no response. Right. And this is sometimes, like, I need, depending, depending on what the issue is, it can be a long time to process. And mm-hmm. sometimes I need a kick in the ass to, like, get moving too. Which I think can be the benefit of the extrovert oh, and introvert. That's interesting. Okay. Noted. Noted. Am I allowed to say ass on this podcast? Well, you just did. Okay. Introverted parenting. Introvert, introverted parents may struggle with having a lack of alone time and struggle to verbally share their emotions with their kids. I don't think that's true for you at all. Struggle to have a long time, yes. I try to do be pretty open with the kids yeah. about how something's making me feel. Yeah. I, try, I do try. I mean, they're also so young. So sometimes like, you said, too, like, I'm processing. Yeah. I think sometimes, too, like, because of their age, it's, it's, it's easier to process because their issues are simpler. Like, you know... Yeah. What the, what's what's going on at, at in grade three and grade one? Like it's yeah. different than maybe when they're older and the issues become bigger. But I even think about harder. like when we're processing things emotionally. So like sure. if, for example, I don't know when like when Opa passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, like explaining and sharing that. I mean, that's a that's a me example as an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. You know, to share with the kids like 
I do feel like on a like day-to-day basis, I'm more apt to tell the kids like emotionally like where I'm at. True. To be like, oh, I'm really like really tired or I'm stressed about work or I'm whatever. True. Maybe I shouldn't do that. No, I think it's really important they should see that. Oh. <laughs> see, this is the kind of thing that I makes me feel like extroverts, there's this sort of like subversive like ins- insult, like being an extrovert is bad. No, Here's no. A sti- no, listen, have, no, listen to this. Okay. No, no, listen, listen. Introverted parent may observe things that the busy extroverted parent might miss. Classic. <laughs> totally true. No, that's... How dare you? That's... I mean, I don't know. Like, being busy and extroverted, is that the same thing? Extroverted people are busy? I don't know. I mean, like, I guess when we have all our, of our house parties here, oh that you aren't able to spend time with the kids because we have so many large social <laughs> gatherings here oh they can be great at connecting one-on-one with their kids on a deeper level that is true of you over me i don't know over you no one-on-one I... I think you're much better at engaging with william one-on-one in the stage that he's at maybe i, mean, I don't know i don't know i do that's okay I mean, listen, he and I can talk about baseball cards and, like... Yeah, that's the subject matter. It's the yeah, subject you're right. matter where, like... Yeah. We sort true. of have the same interests. Do you think William's introverted or extroverted? I think he's introverted. Really? I do. I've never thought about it. I do think I he's mean, introverted. I mean, Henry Hundo P is extroverted. He, yeah. That's, that's a given. Beckett will... Time will tell. Yeah. Henry is our six-year-old. And he's pretty able to walk into pretty much any social situation whatsoever and just like talk his way through people like at people with people like yeah he'll just keep it going henry once at a public park sat down beside a lady he didn't know and asked her for a drink of water and then when he realized it wasn't who he thought he was he just shook it off oh yeah that doesn't face him at all no but as an introvert yeah yeah that is like you replay that moment for the rest of your life Till your dying breath, you're yeah. thinking about that moment yeah. you mistook this woman in the park for your aunt, and yeah. that's devastating. Yeah, he thought it was his aunt, and when it wasn't, she was like, "I don't know you." He's like, "Oh yeah, you don't. I'm Henry." Bye. No, his father still has <laughs> nightmares. About- no, I don't. <laughs> that's very funny. Okay, so here's the thing: as a spouse of an introvert, you can help them manage when they've been overspent. When they've had too much time with others. I don't know. I don't, like... Like, you can help me? Yeah. But it's like, if you're overspent from time with people that you are in distress and you need help. Distress is way too hard. Like, I think that's... so, too. I think so, too. For that's me, what... I don't get the distress. Yeah. yeah. But if, but often if there is, like, a big... Or, or let's say we've done a lot of family gatherings over a weekend or, like, you know, mm-hmm. pre-COVID. There might be a time where I would just need to spend more time. Yeah. On my own. Like, yeah. that, that's that's the only way to recharge yeah. for yeah. me. That's it. Okay. Tips for spouses of introverts. Alone time. Plans with close friends. So mm-hmm. this says, avoid planning a lot of large group events. Well, there go our house parties. Ask questions. Oh, see, I think that's the reverse of ask thoughtful questions and be sure to listen. Oh, because you won't know what an introvert thinks unless you ask. Ask questions and don't assume, basically. I think I made a lot of assumptions when we were first married. Yeah, I think that's I think yeah, that, I think that's true. All right, now I have a reverse article. Can I read the reverse article to you, or oh, sure. or you want to go through it? Hmm. It's your podcast. Okay, okay, no, that's you. You go through it. 
just edit this whole part out and you just okay go here again. no no this is that's fine i can relinquish I control so what does an introvert married to an extrovert need to know uh, first one is navigating social settings uh, what does it say here see this is classic because you're gonna read the whole yeah, no, article <laughs> Because I have to analyze, Before, I'm going to be like, yeah. wait a minute, I should, you know, I, it's, <laughs> looking at the process, processing time. Sorry, Listen. we're just going to pause the episode, Nick needs to read the article. If we could pick this up in like eight hours, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that would be great. No, I should definitely let you do this because, uh, yeah, I'm not good at just reading and just going with it mm-hmm. without asking a thousand questions. Okay, which, okay. Okay. All right. For the introverted spouse who likes to be alone, it can be struggled to be married to an extrovert because they want to go out in a crowd um, when and potentially be in the spotlight. If you know your spouse is energized by being around others, you need to talk about it and don't prevent them from being in social situations. <laughs> social situations. They're saying it's not fair to keep them from being in social situations. It's unfair to send them alone. Find a balance between social situations and being alone, home alone. And how do you think we, we have done it that over? Oh, like very organically. Yes. I feel like I'm really good at reading you. I would agree. I'm really good at reading yes. when a social situation is a deal breaker for you. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Either the makeup of the situation or the timing, mostly the timing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I can really tell when when to and this is again pre-pandemic but when to kind of like go on my own or when to plan to go on my own or I used to kind of like bring all the kids or bring some of the kids but that was maybe like one of every five gatherings sure and to be honest social gatherings is like most of our social gatherings are with my family or your family correct yeah True. And you're actually not ever really opting out of family gatherings on my side either. True. There would be times when I would say, hey, I'm going to take the kids to this if you want to take advantage of having some time alone. Yeah. And, and those times could be great. Yeah. To carve out some of that time. Yeah. But that's really like from a balance perspective. I mean, I think it also helps is that like we are homebodies anyway introverts or extroverts pre-pandemic mm-hmm, that's true it's not as though we were you know really like big part of community events or like i don't know like i think sometimes people see extroverts as like people who are like throwing galas and running like community barbecues and we're like you know right we don't have like membership at really big like if we were like members of a church we would have lots of additional like social events with really big groups of people but our social events are essentially that's true family essentially family small groups of friends yeah yeah yeah. very small groups of friends okay introverts need to be aware that extroverts usually find it easy to talk out their problems with others and are more willing to express their feelings yeah that makes sense because introverts dislike conflict and will withhold their thoughts and feelings you will need to be prepared to talk through issues and manage conflict with your extroverted partner. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly times where you are ready to... Dive in. Dive into yeah. something, and I'm like, no. Oh and gosh. that's That's a challenge. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's still so hard for me. Yeah, to, and I'll be to like... To wait until you're ready to talk. Right. Oh, my gosh. Because I know for me it can be a long time. Too long. Yeah, sometimes that's when it's you fun. need that kick in the ass. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah, because my instinct is to just dive right in. The minute something happens off the rails, you're irritated with me, I'm irritated with you, something's happened, I just want to cook through it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna let this steep for a while. I gotta, I gotta oh like think about this. I gotta figure this out. I gotta, I gotta ponder this. That is one of the best parts about being about being married to an introvert. Because I wouldn't say I have a temper, but in part right. because you don't let me have a temper. You think I think so. I think so. I think if 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 I if if I was married to somebody who would let me pop off, I would have more of a temper than I do. But it's kind of because I know there's like no audience for that, <laughs> that it just like, it's not a, it's not like a habit or skill that I've developed, but I hate waiting for you to be ready to get into it. Yeah. I mean, I must admit that must like, it is kind of this weird, uh, like power imbalance is probably not the right word because uh, no, you're I know ready. What you, mean, though. you know what I mean? Cause you're ready. You're ready to talk about something and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, not ready because I'm trying to go on a power trip, it's because I'm just like legitimately not ready yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine how hard that must be on you, who's like ready, ready to talk about this. And it gives me a I'm lot not. of time to think of some zingers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share any of those now? And journal out my best lines. This is really interesting. This lo- this article says: Remember, if you don't discuss problems with your extroverted spouse, they will find someone to discuss them with. Whoa! <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Bit of a threat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Remember, in the eight hours that you make your spouse wait, they will. They've texted every. No, it's not true. What if I cut it to seven hours? Okay, I'll take seven. I'll take any less than what. <laughs> but I also don't think I would be productive in the moment. Like, even though I want to argue in the moment. I, I appreciate I appreciate that that that's not really our style as a couple, and I no. don't think that's necessarily because you force us to have that style. You were sort of saying like a power imbalance, but it's also that I also accept that. Yeah, because I think because I know, could chase you around the house and scream about. Yeah, our house is not that big, <laughs> um, but it's one of those things like in the heat of the moment, these these zingers you can come up with. I, I mean, myself included. When you actually say them out loud in the heat of the moment, you're like, as you're halfway through, you're like, this is a really bad idea. Yeah, we had a couple fights where I really took the dramatic. Well, we, we, I we really both. took the dramatic at the at the jump. That's not a you thing. Okay, taking risks. This is interesting. Extroverts aren't afraid of risk. They may be more apt to engage in risky behavior than an introvert. Some studies have shown that they are wired this way and their brain rewards them when risks go well. For extroverts, risk-taking brings about a rewarding sensation. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. I don't think I agree with... I would cons- I would call myself a pretty conservative person when it comes to personal risk. But I wonder if you take this from the privacy lens from before. Is like the risk of medium lady and writing and posting mm-hmm. and making videos and putting a podcast out there as a risky endeavor. To me, I consider that risky. Right. But then, like, would you jump out of a plane? No, maybe you wouldn't. Hmm. Like, with, like, one of those, like, like tandem skydiving? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strap me to the back of another dude and he... T- yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I have no desire to do skydiving or bungee jumping or anything like that. I mean, what... This doesn't really qualify risk. It just uses the word risk. Okay, let's see. 
introverts are more inclined to weigh the pros and cons of any risk. Diving into the stock market, diving out of an airplane, they think it through and process it. You just did that. You were like, here are the conditions with which I would jump out of a plane. Yeah. And I was like, you know, didn't do that at all. Their extroverted spouse just jumps. The introverted spouse needs to express their desire to process to their spouse. You can't hold them back from taking risk, but you can be their cheerleader and look for opportunities to support healthy risk-taking. They are wired to have a natural desire to take risks. Okay, so here's another example of when we took a risk was when we bought this house. Yes. And I was like, I thought about it, thought about it, and I was ready. It was like a gut feeling that we should buy this house. And you were like, we're never going to do that. Right. And I was like, this is the right decision. We are going to do it. Right. And we did it. That's true. And that was a, that's a great example of me not wanting to make the decision or needing to process. Yeah. And, and there was no amount of processing time that would have led me to a definitive decision. Right. So I would I would always err towards just saying no because that's the easier mm-hmm. that's more of the known. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I know you were you were so set on this, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so for me that was good to to eventually sort of go along with it and yeah. understanding enough like processing it enough that it was a good enough idea. Yeah. But I certainly wasn't sold on it the whole way. Yeah, and and to just be clear, like we talked about this for probably four or five weeks before we officially like. Absolutely, and. and uh, I was fine with it. By but, that time. But I never, I didn't, there aren't a lot of decisions that I make that go with the gut. No. But that was. Strictly. I remember having that conversation and remembering that I was like 100% certain that it was the right decision. And mm-hmm. you were like, I think I'm 75% okay with it. And that might be my ceiling. Mm-hmm. That like you were never going to be 100% certain that it was the right decision. And that actually was great for both of us. For me to be like, that's okay. I'm okay with being the one who's 100% certain. And to also trust your trepidation about the decision as a way to get more information and to not jump in with both feet without making like calculated, thoughtful, stepwise ways to minimize the risk. Okay, that's, that's actually int- Okay, so it's good to kind of like get into the definition of the word risk, I think, in this context. That's it. That's the end of the article. Beautiful. Yeah. You did that much better than I would have. Some... <laughs> It's episode 30. I've had a bit of practice. I know. I'm working with a professional here. It's great. <laughs> so you said if you could, you would switch to be an ec- being an extrovert. Yes. Is that still true as we talk through this episode? Yes. But then would I have to switch to become an introvert? <sighs> That's the question, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah. the question. I do think Yeah. it is in... Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that we have an extrovert and an introvert. I do too. In our marriage, I think that works out really well for us. For us, it does. If we had, if we were both extroverts, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't, it's not who I am. I don't know what that would be like. I think it would be interesting to be able to swap for a while, though. Like, what would it feel like to be an extrovert? <laughs> What's one of those movies kind of, that just like I swap? It's like of... be a really lame. <laughs> I also feel like there's a little bit going through this, a little bit that's also kind of a male-female, like, energy dynamic. How so? Like, in terms of processing emotion and that, like, women are very, like, comfortable putting language around how they feel Mm. and talking through their feelings. Men usually require time to process. They may not outwardly express what's going on unless they're sort of, like, at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. I feel like those, like, those stereotypes of men and women also kind of fall in the extrovert introvert category that's interesting but like i don't know what the stats would be but how many 
men or like how many men are extroverts versus introverts oh that's a very good point versus how many women are introverts versus extroverts okay let's see i think the stats are that 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 more people are extroverts i think i remember from that book bringing things full circle that more people were extroverts than introverts and that's part of the reason sort of a lot of workplaces etc have been set up that way Mm. have been set up for to make things oh so that actually proves my theory false because what you're saying is that like the typical business workplace hierarchy is set up for extroverts to thrive Mm -hmm. it's also set up for men to thrive yes and so that disproves my sort of theory about research varies from 50 50 to uh one-third introverts two-third extroverts the funny thing is people search for famous extroverts bill gates Famous introverts, also Bill Gates. Hmm. Yeah. He really can do it all. <laughs> anyway. But no, listen, nobody is 100% an introvert. Nobody is 100% That's... an extrovert. We're all on the spectrum. We all have times and places where we are the other yeah. versus our whatever our dominant type is. Yeah. So yeah. it does change. I think that one of the best things about being married to an introvert is that like your role modeling that like that personal pursuit of happiness without needing other people to either reflect back that you're needed to reflect back that you're doing a good job is this like i think that sometimes as an extrovert i thrive off of that interaction because it reflects to me it reflects back to me the way i want to be seen in the world or the way that i'm like getting validation for how i'm seen in the world Without just, like, being alone and being okay with who you are when you're not getting that reflection back at you from other people. I'm way more comfortable with that than I ever would have been if I hadn't married an introvert. If I hadn't married you. Aww. Yeah. And I think I've learned a lot from you, just, like, watching you as an extrovert, sort of what it takes and how to how to be an extrovert, because I think... Most introverts are learned extroverts. Mm-hmm. You you learn and how to play that part and be that extrovert at times because we need to, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is which is fine and it's not that it's that difficult, but we need to be able to do that. So watching you um, has taught me a lot about how to, I think, just be a better person as well, be a more well-rounded person. Are you saying I make you a better person? Yes, I am. Oh my god. That's so nice. Okay, end of podcast. <laughs> As I just said, I need other people to reflect back to me that I'm a good person because... <laughs> See, that's how you learn. That's how when you're married to an extrovert. <laughs> oh, okay. So, introversion, extroversion. Is that right? Introversion? Yeah, you can call that, yeah. All right, those are our thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? Was there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No, I think I think we covered it. I think we covered it too. I think we did a good job. We did a good job. Good. I really like talking to you for the podcast. Hopefully elsewhere as well, like oh, not yeah. just oh my gosh. the podcast. Yeah, but of course, but okay. this is kind of a new thing, right? Yes. Yeah, we got like our podcast voice we on. Have, that's right, we have our podcast voice on. It's only my second episode, but... Well, yeah, I know, but it still happens once you put the microphone on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. See you maybe in 10 episodes. Bye. Bye.
Check, check, check. Yo, yo. Okay. Remain motionless. Why are you remaining? You are a statue. Why? 